Hello. So today I'm going to be sharing with you what consistency means to me and how I think we've taken it a little bit too literally, which in turn can feed into feeling that we're failing when it comes to improving our fitness and wellness. And then I'm going to share with you how you can view consistency differently to get closer to where you actually want to go. Welcome to the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness podcast, bringing you a weekly dose of fitness and wellness inspiration as we explore together how to get motivated and create a realistic and achievable way to stay active within a busy life while stepping away from guilt and the diet roller coaster for good. Together, we'll unpack some of the myths and unhelpful messages from the traditional fitness and diet industry so that you can find a better, kinder, more helpful way to fit exercise and wellness strategies into your life improve your confidence and feel amazing. I'm your host, women's fitness and wellbeing coach, Alex Hubble, founder of ChickFit, mum of two, and a firm believer that exercise and eating well can go hand in hand with chocolate, wine, and lots of rest to create a happy life. You can find out more about me at chickfit.co.uk or head to my social media channels at alexchickfit. Hello. So today is my very first podcast episode. It is something I've been thinking about doing for quite a while and for some reason now just seemed like the right time. I think I realised that I've got quite a lot to say about fitness and wellness and that what I do have to say doesn't necessarily fit into the classic conversation around getting results and pushing harder and the whole no excuses approach. And this really comes out of my experience over the last eight years of working with women through my own fitness and wellness business, ChickFit, as well as my experience as a mum of two and a working woman, actually, as well. And I feel that for most of us, and most of my clients are mums because of the specialist work that I do, the regular diet and fitness industry just isn't serving us. You know, it's become really obvious to me over the years that so many of us are trying to live up to a really impossible ideal. And yet, quite often, in spite of years of dieting and trying and failing to create a regular fitness routine, we're still not happy with where we are. We've got young kids, we're working, we've got busy lives. And on top of that, we're putting so much pressure on to look like we did before we had babies, or in fact, look even better than we did before we had babies. And, you know, when I work with women who have been on that roller coaster for years, which I was myself, you know, I, I certainly did my fair share of diets in my 20s and early 30s. And almost the more that I've worked with women on this, the more it has turned me away from that and made me realise that it wasn't serving me and it's not serving them either. And certainly over the last few years, I've started to really change my approach to much more of a you know, body positive approach, much more of a approach where we can be a bit more realistic about what we achieve and how we achieve it. And while I really love being in the fitness world, I also don't love a lot of aspects of it. Talk of getting your bikini body, the fact it so often seems to centre around how we look, all of the no excuses approach, that feeling that, you know, if we're not on a diet, then we're not in control, essentially. And because I've worked with a lot of my clients on healing, both healing bodies post-birth, but also healing their relationship with their bodies and themselves, I've come to realise that this conversation just has to change. We literally have no choice. We have got to change this conversation. And I think particularly having a 12-year-old daughter myself, you know, I'm ultra, ultra aware of that. And I don't want to see her go down the same road that I did, where I felt unhappy with my body for years and years and I spent years dieting and actually still never getting to where I wanted to go to. So that's what this podcast is all about. We're going to be busting through some of those things, uh, some of those myths and ideas that 
are at best unhelpful and I think at worst are really damaging to us. And instead of setting us up for success, it damages our faith in ourselves, our confidence in ourselves. And I really want to find a way of helping women that really honours who we are and what we actually need rather than what we actually think that we should do. And that's why I wanted to start off talking about the idea of consistency today. It's one of those myths of the fitness and diet industry that I feel we really, really need to challenge. And particularly as women, because we are, after all, subject to our monthly cycle, this idea that we can be consistent every day or every week just doesn't actually serve us particularly well. We're trying to live in a man's world, I think, where, you know, they have a 24-hour hormone cycle. We have a 28-day hormone cycle. And sometimes we don't feel like going for a run. We don't feel like hitting the gym. We want to sit on the sofa and eat chocolate. And, you know, that's okay. And yet, because we do that, we feel bad because we've then not been consistent with our routine. So when I'm talking about this kind of consistency, it's the idea that we can eat the same stuff or a set number of calories each day or week, or that if we don't do a certain number of workouts a week or a certain type of workout, then essentially we're failing. And I see it over and over and over again. You know, so many women will launch into another new fitness regime and they'll just be disappointed a few weeks later because they haven't been consistent enough because they went hell for leather that first couple of weeks. They did five workouts a week. They feel amazing. And then something happens. You know, they have a project at work. One of the kids gets sent home from nursery with a cold. Stuff gets in the way. Life happens. And then, of course, we don't do what we did the week before. And we start to think, well, what's the point? I obviously can't keep this going. And I think that we are, you know, we're very much in a quick fix society. We want the quick win. And I feel that this idea that we have to do the same every single day, every single week is really, really damaging to our motivation, our self-esteem and our belief in ourselves as well. Because ultimately, the more we do this and fail, and I put fail in inverted commas, the less we actually trust in our abilities to carry through. It's kind of like if we don't see the quick result, it's just not worth continuing with the effort. And of course, we don't blame the method, we blame ourselves. We say, well, it's my fault. I don't have the willpower. I can't do this. I'm not good enough to do this. I'm not fit enough or whatever it might be that we think about ourselves. This just compounds it. And we keep telling ourselves over and over and over again that we are the problem. And actually, it is the method that is the problem. It's the diet and fitness industry that is the problem as I see it. So let's take me as an example. So in an ideal world, and this is something that I've kind of wanted to do for years and years and years, I'd be someone who gets up at 6am, goes for a run, does some yoga, gets the kids up and sorted for the day, you know, does some work and then does a weight session in the afternoon. The reality of it is I hate getting up early. I find yoga and running boring if I do them too often. You know, I like a bit of yoga, but just not every day. And as for running, well, uh, I think you'll learn this about me, but the less said about that, the better. It's not my favourite thing, suffice to say. And I've got a business to run and kids and something that does vaguely pass as a social life every now and again. So actually, although I do work out regularly, it's maybe not as much as I would do in my ideal dream world, the one that the fitness world tells me that I should be doing if I want to see the results. But actually, that's okay for me in the here and now. And I understand as well that some weeks I'm going to do lots of workouts and I'm going to feel great and I'm going to have the energy for that and it's going to feel amazing and I'm going to feel strong. And then two weeks later, 
I'm just going to want to lie on the sofa and I want to slow down and nothing feels like it did a couple of weeks ago. And so I do less workouts. And, you know, I've learned to stop feeling bad about that. I've learned that it doesn't really matter too much if some weeks you go for it and some weeks you don't, because you're going to feel differently all the time. Your energy is going to fluctuate and, you know, your hormones are going to fluctuate, your mood's going to fluctuate. And what I do for exercise changes as a result. And like I say, for me, In the here and now, that's absolutely fine. Likely as the kids get older, that's going to change. But right now, what I'm doing works for me. And some weeks I do more, some weeks I do less. So I think for me, consistency means something quite different to what we think it means. It's not about committing to the same number of workouts every single week. Because to me, that really is the best way to just demotivate yourself and feel like you're failing when you don't keep it up. Say you did five workouts last week because it was a quiet work week. The kids were being good. You had lots of energy. And then this week you're on a deadline and you're premenstrual and you just did one workout. And for a lot of us, that would be a really slippery slope to giving up because it feels like a failure of that consistency. And, you know, I'm always telling my clients off for saying things like, oh, I only did two workouts last week. And I'll always say to them, no, 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 no. we turn that around and we're going to say, great, I did two workouts last week. That's great. Good for you. And for me, that consistency is about the long term. It's about knowing that some weeks you're going to have an amazing week and work out every single day. Sometimes you're not going to work out at all. And sometimes you're going to be somewhere in between the two. But what actually matters is that we are consistent over the long term, that we can capitalize on the times we can do more, but we're not disheartened by the times when we can do a little bit less. And It's also about being consistent with what is realistic for us and bringing that into the mix as well. So, you know, literally nobody out there lives your life. So you've got to create something that works for you in the here and now, not what that person on Instagram does or what that fitness trainer tells you you need to do or what it says in that fitness program or that diet program. And you know what? It may not be perfect. You might not be able to be consistent 100% all the time. But for me, as long as you're doing something and it's working for you and that it's fitting into your life, then that really has got to be better than nothing, hasn't it? So I hope that's helped you to think a little bit differently and kind of unpack the idea that you need to do the same thing each and every week. You know, for me, it comes into food as well. You know, the idea that we could eat the same number of calories every single day. I don't know about you, but some days I'm quite happy to just eat three meals a day and that perfectly satisfies me. Other days I'm hungry every two hours. And I think that when we limit ourselves and when we tell ourselves we must be consistent every single day, then we're not honouring ourselves. We're not honouring our bodies and what our body needs and how our bodies feel. And that again leads us on that slippery slope. So I think that we need to think a bit differently about consistency. We need to think about consistency as being something that we do in the long term rather than the short term. And that in doing that, we are going to help to keep ourselves motivated. We're going to keep ourselves going. And we're also going to be able to be that little bit kinder to ourselves and that little bit kinder and more mindful of what our body actually needs any given time. So thank you so much for joining me today. I really hope that that has given you a bit of food for thought and you can start to maybe think about your fitness and wellness routine in a slightly different way, in a way that's a bit more flexible to your needs and to your life and to all of the other things that you've got going on. I have totally loved being here with you and I really, really hope you're going to join me again next time. I just wanted to take a moment to tell you about a little something I've got coming up for you. 
On the evening of Monday the 24th of May, I'm going to be running a Motivation Reboot workshop and I would love for you to join me. So if you're maybe struggling to get motivated in the first place or you find that you start a new fitness regime really well before it quickly fades away to nothing, then this is for you. I'm going to be talking all about how to get motivated, the things that hold us all back, I'm going to give you my number one tip for getting started. We're going to talk about why motivation fades and we're going to talk about how to keep hold of it for longer. And the great thing is you can apply this to all parts of your life. All you're going to need is 45 minutes, a notebook, a pen and the willingness to bust through some of the things that are holding you back. Head to chickfit.lpages.co slash motivation hyphen reboot or you can find the link in the show notes and I will see you there. Thank you so much for joining me today for the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness. Don't forget to come over and join me on my social media channels at AlexChickFit for plenty more inspiration.